I was with the team. You know, I don't speak Hindi or Assamese or any of the tribal languages there, so I've got an interpreter. I had a 17-year-old American with me and another pastor who's going to be going back and doing all the follow-up in this area. We went to one house. This is, I think, our third day in the, the, third day, uh, in the field. We went to a house where we had shared the gospel with 55-plus people, and a whole bunch of them had shared Christ. So that morning, we were teaching them how to study the Bible and ask questions and hear from God. And then we taught them how to share the gospel, and several of them uh, were able to repeat it back. Exactly. That's pretty exciting. Then we went to another house. We're praying for people to, all kinds of people were asking, you know, pray for me, pray for me, you know, for healing. So we're praying, and a lot of people had things where it's like you couldn't really document if they were healed. But they would say, wow, thank you, I feel better. Thank you, I feel better. Four ladies had checked out of the hospital to come find us for healing prayer. Wow. (laughs) I don't know how they heard about us, but (laughs) truth is stranger than fiction. Okay, so we were in one home. We were, we were taken to a home, and there was a young man there who was 19 years old, and uh, they asked us to pray for him. His name was Riku. He had been tied up to a post in the front of his home since he was four years old. Yeah. He was born normal. He got sick when he was four. He lost the ability to speak, and he's got evil spirits. They can't untie him because then he just runs away. And he has not spoken. He had not spoken since he was four years old. So we're there. We are trying to discern at first, you know, what's really going on here. And then it was pretty clear, <laughs> demons. So we're praying over him, praying over him. And he's like, I was kind of nervous because, thank you, he was like lunging at us. And he just had this wild look in his eye. So when we left, he hadn't been delivered. We go back the next day. When we got to that village, there was a man waiting for us when we got there. He said, last night, the boy spoke. (laughs) He hadn't said anything in 15 years. So that was a huge praise. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see him delivered, but God's working. And people have already been to his home to follow up. And family members have accepted Christ. So praise the Lord. So we went from that house. We were going to go to another house where we had an appointment, but somebody stopped us. They said, hey, can you come in and uh, pray for us here real quick? Sure. We were thinking, we'll go in, pray. Okay, Lord, bless them, and then get on to our appointment where we were supposed to be. Well, we walk in, and there was this older man um, sitting on his bed. He was only 65, Mark, but I'm sorry, he looked about 100. <laughs> and there was no, um, no small talk. He just said, I have no peace. I was in an accident a few years ago. I do not have the use of my legs. I'm having suicidal thoughts, and my whole body feels like it's on fire, like I'm burning. So I just told one of the nationals I was with, let's not go through the translation. You just share with with this guy. Bubal was his name. So he shared with Bubal, and he, so so the gospel was shared with this guy, and uh, then Pritam, the national says, would you like Jesus? Yes, I would. So Pritam told him, okay, well, you pray to the Lord. He will hear you, and he'll hear you. He'll hear you, and then he'll heal you. So he's just like, he prays. And then we're just kind of sitting there. He starts sweating. He starts shaking like this. 
he starts like that, and then he calms down. It's a long story. I will spare all the details. He starts just going wild, screaming, shouting. So we were doing spiritual warfare for like 45 minutes. I don't know. Finally, the demon just left, and he passed out on his bed. We didn't get to talk to him because he was just passed out. I thought he got delivered. Well, I was texting last night with our national leader, Charles. They went back to his home to follow up with him, and they're talking about the Lord and encouraging. Same thing starts happening. (laughs) So after another hour of spiritual warfare, more demons cast out, and the guy was delivered. Praise the Lord. That was my first time having an experience like that. So we went from that house (laughs) to the next house, and there was a woman there. Her name was Rupa. The day before when we had gone to Rupa's house, she was paralyzed. She had been totally paralyzed on the left side of her body. We prayed for her, and then we asked her, can you, you know, move it all? And so she would, like, move her fingers. We prayed for her several times, and then she could move her arm up like this. We were praising the Lord. The next day, when we went back, she walked into the room. <laughs> it was so... So she wasn't walking, you know, skipping around like we do, but she is well on her way to being healed. It was so exciting. My timer just went off. Um, we left that house, and I was just like, Lord, I, I, I'm undone. I, I cannot believe all that you have done today. Every single house where we went, there were miracles taking place. What else could the Lord possibly do? And then around the corner comes this huge elephant. <laughs> and it was just like the Lord was putting the cherry on top. And he was just saying, you know what? I've got so much you have no idea about. I created this huge, amazing, beautiful animal just because. So you guys, thank you for praying for me. So many people got saved, healed, delivered. The team was awesome. And, uh, you know, I got to go, but you guys were all praying. You sent me. And so it's a team effort. When we get to heaven, there are going to be people who um, were blessed by you. So thank you. In all, 850-plus people heard the gospel. 346 people made professions of faith in Christ. And approximately 28 new babe churches were planted. Don't take off. Don't don't move. I just uh, have... A sense of some teachable moments here we could take advantage of. Um, first one was that the first thing I heard from your stories was that there was a matter, uh, there was an issue of perseverance in all of these prayer situations. Mm-hmm. We we look at Jesus' life and we see him instantly casting demons out of people and we see people instantly healed. But there's also times when the delivery process against evil spirits took time Mm -hmm. and uh and we see that in a blind man what do you see i see uh people like trees walking and then jesus prays again and he's finally healed and especially in deliverance there's a there's a matter of perseverance rarely do demons leave the first time you command them to leave there's there's a real war that, that that goes on that's why we call it spiritual warfare but not giving up and consistently persevering in your spiritual authority. See, it's not a question of power versus power when you're dealing with evil spirits. It's your spiritual authority versus their power. Mm-hmm. 
They don't have any spiritual authority, but they have considerable power. But when our authority in Christ comes against them, it will triumph because authority always trumps power. But you have to persevere in your authority. And you guys did that. It was fantastic. And it was a real fight. The guy was screaming. He was like. And I didn't know what he was saying. I didn't know he was saying anything. But later they told me he was saying, I will not leave. I won't go. But we were just singing. It is written, declaring the word of God, and we're, I don't know how long, and it was just neat to see. You know what? One of my, my big takeaway from that was, I do not want to give any place to the devil. I do not want to give any place to the devil because he just means harm. Yeah. The other thing that I think is important to note is um, you got a prophetic word the Sunday before you left. Mm-hmm. And it had to do with your spiritual authority mm-hmm. and that God was going to increase that. And he wanted you to write. He, he said, I'll give you a credit card. Mm-hmm. You, go, yeah. you go spend. And um, I think my guess is you went out with a greater sense of your spiritual authority than ever before. And you, and you decided to test it and push your luck. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, that word was from Mark. Yes, Thank it you. was. And That's why I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have spiritual authority, and I know that. But it was so just amazing having that word from Mark. I did. I felt confident. And I, so I did. I just, you know, there are certain things. I saw a little blind baby. Her eyes were, like, everywhere. And first I thought, oh, gosh, that's too bad. Then I thought, no, I remember what Mark said. <laughs> I said, hey, can I pray for that little baby? And I didn't see anything right then. But you know what? We don't see everything God does right away. So there were just so many times where I remembered that word. And I just prayed with great boldness and confidence. Yeah, we've just got to persevere. Yeah. And the more you can understand your spiritual authority, the more you realize you've been delegated spiritual authority by him to speak in his name, the more you will see his deeds done through you. Mm -hmm. Spiritual authority is huge. And this was just a really, and I imagine um, that you'll never be the same. I hope not. Well, how do you think you've changed as a result of what you've seen? Well, I think I have a greater understanding of spiritual warfare because I just learned by experience. (laughs) Greater understanding of spiritual warfare, and I think I have a greater, you know, there's just, there are just levels. And so I feel like I have a greater understanding boldness and confidence in my authority in Christ. Right on. And and risk is key to the whole thing. If you won't risk, you're not going to see anything happen. Very rarely will you see anything happen. There's always the risk of looking foolish. There's always the risk of having to explain someone to someone why it didn't happen. But if you do your prayers lovingly, then at the very least they were loved and they know they were loved. And at the very best, they were loved with power and they've experienced God in a way that that nothing can deny experience trumps ideas all the time one experience of God you know how they say a picture is worth a thousand words well one experience is worth a thousand pictures in God's world so what an encouragement for us to just keep taking risks praying for strangers praying for neighbors praying for people at the store praying for people you work with. Don't be afraid to say, 
it hurts me to see you suffering. May I pray for you? And I've only had two people in my life say no. Everybody else says yes. Because prayer is an act of love. So wonderful. Ace, great, fantastic. Thank you, guys. Thanks again for praying. And I'd like to just mention that um, we'll be taking another team in January. So if you'd like to join me January 3 to 14, talk to me after the service or send me an email. I'd love to have you join us. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. We're going to have the ushers come forward.